literally the Saturday that we got home from the hospital, I had like my moment and I call it my moment because my husband was in the basement doing something and I was in our bathroom and I was just like ugly crying, like yeah. hysterical, like how am I gonna move on with my life from this? And I had like just picked myself up off the ground, probably literally, and my husband came in and like I said, it was a Saturday night and he was like, what do you wanna do? And I was like, I want to go get sushi. And he was like, <laughs> you, you We're moving forward. Okay, you want sushi? Like, I don't think that's what he meant. Yeah. Right. Um, but I was like, yep. And so, like, the thing that always stuck in my mind was like, in that moment, I could have chose sushi or I could have salt. And right. you just have to choose sushi all the time. Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bass with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Triumph Every Day, where we discuss the journeys that shaped the lives of our guests and how it brought them to where they are today. And um, we have a we got we've had a couple blasts from the past recently. So is another one, Kristen Guerra. Yeah, uh, see, good job. That's the as you put it, the white girl way to say it. So. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Um, I've been saying her last name wrong for years. Most I know. people do. It's okay. Uh, There's. It's okay. I think you're. We're putting too much emphasis on the U. That yeah. was a problem. It's kind of silent. It's all right. I get Bastion a lot. Yeah. I throw People add letters. Yeah, they throw an I yeah. in there. Yeah. So that's not a real, that's not my name. Um, but we've known uh, each other now for, uh, wow, it's been quite some time, all the way to the NKY yeah. days. Gosh, we, like seven or eight Seven years. or eight, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you were, you were probably maybe even already there when I first started going there. I honestly remember judging you at Fight Gone Bad. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like one of your first CrossFit workouts. I was like, I'm dying. I was like, you're fine. Keep going. I'm dying. She's um, responsible for this. I know. Uh, yeah, you, it's your fault. All this is your fault. I just remember like, I'm like, I, I, all I can do is taste blood and I can't breathe. It's not metallic. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So bad. And then watching Real, Will Revis, uh, unhappy with his score, do it back to back. Oh, yeah. He's like, I want, yeah, man. I want 350. Three, yeah. I oh want 350. Gosh. And he took like a 20 minute break and then did it again. Yeah. Did he get it? Yeah, he got it. Mm-hmm. Weirdo. Right. <laughs> He's a freak. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, so we've known each other uh, for, for quite some time. I mean, the CrossFit Games just uh, just finished up yesterday. So I don't know if you get to watch any of that. How awesome was Chaos? That was my yeah. favorite. I mean, I didn't get to see come that. Come on. We were uh, camping on Saturday for this guy's bachelor party. But. I didn't see that. It was, it was that Saturday? Chaos? Uh, I think it was. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. What, what was that workout? They didn't know. They, they just had know. to go out onto oh, okay. the field. They didn't know the movements. They didn't know how many reps. They didn't know how long it was. They just had to go until the judge said stop. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty intense. That's a, that is intense. I That's pretty intense. That. Uh, well, I guess just the, the point of bringing that up is things have changed quite a bit mm. uh, in the sport. From when we first uh, started way back when uh, I do want to jump back even farther and kind of tell everybody where you're from where um, and kind of how you got over here so you're not originally from yeah. Cincinnati area I am from the most beautiful place on earth <laughs> I'm gonna cut this short I'm gonna turn your mic down <laughs> I am from um, Pittsburgh Pennsylvania so I'm actually from a small town about 20 miles south um, I grew up there my whole life Went to school around there uh, a couple hours outside of Pittsburgh. And then I've been here for about 12 years though. So Cincinnati is absolutely like home to me. I live in Fort Thomas, so I live in Kentucky, but um, 
But yeah, so I got here actually because of my now husband. So long story short, my husband and I 13 years ago met online. So we were probably like the first ones there. First ever. (laughs) Yeah, you might have been like the first... It was just the first two people that signed up. All up. right, you're a match. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we did long distance for a while. He lived in Tennessee at the time. So he was in Tennessee. I was in Pittsburgh. Uh, we did long distance for like a year. And we were like, all right, like something has to happen here. Either we're going to like stop talking to each other or we're going right. to try to be a little bit more consistent. I think about after a certain, a certain point in your life, you're like, all right, it's one or the other. It's like yeah. we're, we're going to make this happen or we're not. Let's just make it, call it what it is. I mean, I was like, I don't know, 20-something, 23, 24-something like that. I didn't have anything to lose, right? So I was right. like, okay, let's go. Let's move to Cincinnati. I had no responsibilities. And we moved in together, and we realized later that when we had moved in together, we literally had never seen each other in person on a Wednesday. Like, <laughs> that's how few times wow. we had, like, been together in person. Wow. That's a big leap. Yeah. But here we are. We've been married for, it'll be nine years next month, and we have a six-year-old little boy and we were we were uh oh here's here's a fun uh blast from the past story the very first gym you remember the health is wealth guy the The health is wealth guy the guy the guy used to ride his bike down the street oh yes i remember it was the first time you brought santi to the gym and he came in the gym and walked in the lobby and I saw Kristen go into like attack mode. Oh, mama bear mode. Mama bear blocking the door. <laughs> like, I, I actually think you said, come at me. Like, to basically Did try you say me. Bro on the end? Yeah. <laughs> come at me, bro. Basically said, try me. And yeah. like that, I think he got arrested that day. But that was, uh, he, I actually saw him recently. He's still around. Saw him down at Braxton um, trying to get people to buy beer for him. So, guy, yeah. Guy, anytime you just smell like a straight brewery. Yeah. Any, yeah. Anytime. Like, yeah. Ugh. All the time. Um, so, you guys move in together. At, that's, I didn't know that. That's a pretty incredible. Um, looking back, you'd be like, why did we ever do that? But, I mean, our first three dates were in like three states and two countries or something like that. Yeah. Just like, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Um, so, you move up to Cincinnati, uh, early 20s. What do you kind of, you said you have no responsibility, so where are you at kind of with your career-wise at that point? Yeah, so I worked for, well, I did a couple of things. I worked for a small um, marketing agency, and then about a year after living here, my husband was like, he worked at P&G, and he was like, why don't you apply? And I was like, yeah, conceptually, that sounds great. P&G pretty much does not hire anybody directly out of school, whether it's Mm -hmm. MBA, undergrad, whatever it might be. Um, but I gave it a shot, and in January I celebrated 10 years with PNG. Wow. Yeah, wow. so awesome. Congrats. I don't know, me unicorn, I guess. Yeah, one of the few. Yeah. So what do you uh, do for PNG? Um, I do call it marketing slash insights work. So the team that I work on is super tiny, and we're kind of a fringe team that goes rogue and tries to like break things within the company. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that needs to be done. Yeah, it's awesome. Our you, work you, is a lot of fun. I say, you, it really does need to be done because you have to be able to figure out holes in the game. Yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I can imagine that would be uh, a good a good time. So fun. So you try to put P&G out of business. Is that, um, like, is that a, not that's dramatic? A little bit. I mean, that's, that's like a little bit dramatic because yeah. like we are a team of four people, so that mm-hmm. would be kind of hard. Um, right. But we work centrally. So we work 
across all brands, categories, countries, regions, and combinations of. Um, and we kind of focus on innovation and advertising or communication um, and just kind of help to disrupt things a bit. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Now, the reason I, I phrase it that way is because one of the things we kind of think about daily is like, all right, what if the you know CrossFit Invictus opens up a gym in Cincinnati? Like, how do we how do we stay on the cutting edge? Future proof. You know? yeah. Exactly. So, so it's, we're we're constantly trying to audit our. So we're actually updating our policies right now um, to try to make them better. A couple and, years and behind, but yeah, we're. You know, <laughs> but yeah, I was like reading about it. And I'm like, basically, this, all these blogs are saying update your policies every like two or three years. And mm. We're in year five. Year five. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't updated yet. So, but anyway, you know, obviously we're a super small shop, so we we're wearing a couple of different hats. It's not like we're just reviewing policies every day. But anyway. So that's, that's kind of why I phrase it that way, and that's interesting to, to see one of the biggest companies in the world that are have a team of people that try to, you Poke know. holes in their game. Exactly. Because, um, you know, and you, you said communication, I think that's uh, that's a definite throughput or parallel to what, you know, what we do and, and you know, what a large multinational, multi-billion dollar company totally. can do is, is how you're communicating your message because those avenues are constantly changing. Like if it's not this app, it's another app, or it's a new one that's on the you know the cutting edge mm -hmm. that just came out with something brand new. Just out of personal curiosity, is has their marketing gone more away from television, or is, like is it navigating to the or migrating to the phones? Yeah, it's like a good question, and it kind of depends on the category and on the brand, just mm -hmm. based off of like the demo. You want to go broad, sure, you want to go big, you want to go yeah. reach. Like PNG is a company of big brands, mm -hmm. so we need to find. As you know, as many people as possible. But right. when you're looking for those niche groups, like a CrossFitter, mm -hmm. you're not gonna send the message out to everyone, right? Like right. yours is much more specific, mm -hmm. and therefore you would go a different, a little bit of a different route. But I would say like it's a yes and. Mm -hmm. It's a combination of because you can kind of fill gaps in some of the more niche groups mm -hmm. that you can't necessarily reach as well mm -hmm. when you're going like TV mainstream, right, right. 8 p.m. on a Thursday. Sure. sure. Um, uh, not to completely shit. Oh, I'm going to completely go in a different direction. Um, I'm curious. So you said, oh, I started a PNG and I'm just celebrating 10 years, which is an awesome feat. Along that way, you had some pretty serious health concerns. I did. Correct. Yeah. Um, you can maybe just talk a little bit about that. And because I don't think, um, like pretty much everyone who knows you uh, knows a little sure. bit about that, but maybe a little bit more in depth. Yeah. Um, so in March of 2009, I was 26. And I was about six months away from getting married. And um, I went to an urgent care because I slept on my neck wrong. Like that was literally the reason that I went. And I say that my husband saved my life because the reason that I went was because I kept complaining about it because I couldn't turn my head. And he was like, quit bitching about it. <laughs> don't talk about it, go to the doctor, or stop talking about it. Right. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'm just gonna go to the urgent care. And I figured they would give me like a muscle relaxer just to kind of sure. like take right. the kink out. So I could, t I literally couldn't turn my head. And, um, and the doctor was feeling around in my, at the back of my neck, but his thumbs were in the front of my neck. And he said, do you know that there's a lump in the front right side of your neck? And I was like, no, it's, it hurts back here. It hurts yeah, in the back. Yeah, you're just not. You're my, I'm yeah. like, I don't get it. It's over my head. And he was like, no, there's a lump. So he literally, on the spot, wrote me a prescription and handed it to me. And he was like, you need to go right now mm. to the hospital across the street. And so I said, okay. So they did an x-ray and they took blood. And 
I mean, I think immediately they could tell that something was there because they sent me to another doctor, they sent me to another doctor, and I didn't realize like what was happening until I went to my PCP and she asked me, um, so I had been through like a couple of rounds of doctors, but like nobody was saying anything to me. It was just like, go to the next test and the next test and the mm-hmm. next test. And, um, and so I was there to talk to her and she you know, was telling me that she was gonna send me to an ENT, to a specialist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And she was like, do you want me to write you a prescription so um, you can sleep? Like if you're having trouble sleeping, mm-hmm. I was like, why would I be having trouble sleeping? Like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, like I should be really worried about something. This is really serious. Um, so I go to the ENT, and we were supposed to go out of town that weekend to go to Chicago for St. Patty's Day. Mm. Uh, so it was a... So you don't really know what's going on I have yet. no idea. Mm. No clue. Um, so I go to see the ENT, and I'm like, yo, you know, we'll be back on Sunday, so anytime next week is good. And he was like, no, like, we're, you're having surgery tomorrow. And I was like, okay. Mm, this just got real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this got real. So they, I had surgery on Friday, March 13th, Friday the 13th. Mm. And on Saturday, March 14th, they diagnosed me with uh, stage two Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a form of blood cancer. Mm. Um, so I was like, what, (laughs) what, you know, um, it's just a a complete shock. Like I was, like I said, I was 26, I was about to get married and I was just like, what, is that a a normal, like, is that a normal age for, no, I mean, I remember trying to get to why, 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 what did I do? What, you know, Mm -hmm. what could I have done differently? Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of the answers that I got were. Uh, it pretty much happens to like people that are the opposite of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Um, just, uh, there's not really like it's not genetics. It's not something like a choice that I made or you know something that I did or just cell phone happen. radiation. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, so have surgery and then what's the next steps from there? Yeah, from there I did um, four months of chemo. So every other week for four months, and then I did eight weeks of radiation, which was five days a week for eight weeks. Wow. Mm. And then I got married a week after that. Did you really? I did. Yeah? I did. The doc- so how were, you, how were you feeling? Like, what's, what was that like? Oh my gosh, like I, at the wedding? Yeah. I mean, at the wedding I was on cloud, there was like, yeah. it was, that it, it didn't even happen. So my husband and I got married in Las Vegas. And we, neither of us are from here. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, well, we wanted to do a destination wedding. We got married over Labor Day weekend. Um, and we didn't want a huge, huge wedding. And so we thought if we did a destination wedding, you know, like people would come, but not, Yeah. we might have like 30 or 40 people. Mm-hmm. We had like a hundred. Wow. Um, Good so, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a really cool time. A lot of our family and friends just like, were so supportive through like everything that we had been through. It wasn't just me, believe me. Um, it's it's almost an added level of yes. Like I don't know what the word is, but you know, celebration. Celebrate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, you're, yeah it's a great word for it. I mean, it's it's just another level to why this is such a great day. Yeah, you you're know? so true. I mean, the doctor didn't want us to do it because I had a lot of what ifs. I'm like, well, what if? Because we had to stop the radiation in the middle because. It was awful, um, yeah. and then I had to pick it back up, and I was like, what if we have to do it again? What if I run out of time? Mm. And he was just like, you're not gonna be able to go. 
And yeah. I was like, well, that's not an option. So like this wasn't yeah. part of the plan, but we're not gonna change the plan because of it. Mm-hmm. If something happens, we'll figure it out. We keep moving, mm-hmm. like, you know, march on. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Love that attitude. So um, after the wedding, you said you got, you're got you done with radiation, you're, you get married, and um, what has been the process uh, kind of from then? since since then health wise yeah um i mean i just go once a year and kind of like get checked out make sure everything's okay um i I was just telling you earlier that the the risk of the from the complications from the chemo and the radiation are actually much more severe and significant now than like the cancer ever coming back so Hmm. my risk of like heart failure and breast Hmm. cancer and thyroid issues and all this other stuff happens but i mean the reality is like I just, I don't think about that on a daily basis. I think like, I was listening yeah. to um, uh, Alan Alda. If you guys know who he is, mm-hmm. um, he was just on NPR. He's just diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, and he's like, mm-hmm. "This is the only time I'm ever going to talk about this." He's like, "He's like, I don't want to be Mr. Parkinson's. I don't want to be that guy that has to do the benefits and like want to be like I'm not going to be defined by this. You know, mm-hmm. there's other things in my life that I want to be." defined yeah. by and remembered for and I think that sounds like kind of the approach it's like this is something that happened to me but sure. this is not going to be the underlying tone of my whole life there it's so funny that you say that because literally the Saturday that we got home from the hospital I had like my moment and I call it my moment because my husband was in the basement doing something and I was in our bathroom and I was just like ugly crying like yeah. hysterical mm-hmm. like how am I going to move on with my life from this and I had like just picked myself up off the ground probably literally and my husband came in and like I said, it was a Saturday night and he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to go get sushi. And he was like, you, you <laughs> we're moving forward. Okay, you want sushi? Like, I don't think that's what he meant. Yeah. Right. Um, but I was like, yep. And so like the thing that always stuck in my mind was like, in that moment, I could have chose sushi or I could have salt. And right. you just have to choose sushi all the time. Like no yeah, matter yeah. what it is in life, because it's not going to make anything better to just stay on the floor. Hmm. Wow, that's yeah, that's super powerful. I love that. Should be a T-shirt. Yeah, that should be a T-shirt. <laughs> Always choose sushi. Yeah, there you go. that's um, but that's that's so true though because I think in any situation, tragedy, non-tragedy, just hardship of daily life, you have this you have this choice. And am I going to just wallow in my my self-pity, and or am I going to pick myself up and move forward? And I think the the strength that that we gain from deciding that no, screw this. I'm I'm gonna change my you know, you know they say make your own luck. You know it's like I'm gonna yeah. make this happen, and it's like you yeah. have this choice of whether, like you said, this is gonna define you or like all right we're gonna move forward and this will be something that happened to me and you know I'll go your regular checkups but it's not gonna be something that's gonna rule your life. Yeah, there's a saying that I ran into, and I I did a fundraiser for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society a few years ago and raised a ton of money that you guys in this gym were a huge part of. Lots of gyms in the area were, actually. Um, And the the saying was not like, when life hands you lemons, you make lemonade. It was, when life hands you lemons, you open a lemonade stand. Mm. It's like, you spread the the wealth as as much and Mm -hmm. as far as you can. And that was part of the reason, like, no, it didn't define me, but I still wanted to be like the face of sure. this to raise awareness and raise money mm-hmm. and to do all of these good things. And that, oh my gosh, like that was one of the best experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. And if if I had to like go through the 
six months of treatment and whatever I had to go through to like be able to live that, then like I almost think it's worth it because there are people yeah. out there that have it way worse than I did, mm. way worse. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's uh, something we try and you know preach all the time, which is just like it's not that bad. You know, we don't have, we do not have yeah. it that bad. Yeah, all life is just a hundred percent about perspective. Yeah, and, and you know? choices. You yeah, know? And, and it sounds like you consistently make good choices along the way as far as not giving up staying positive saying yes to sushi you know and then just moving forward and i'm sure you can draw a lot of parallels in your life and your career and your family from the saying yes that's almost like a mantra you know like that saying yes to sushi kind of mentality as opposed to uh i mean I don't know. I don't really like my job. I guess I'll just quit. I'm sure there's been plenty of days where you don't like your job, but guess what? You just celebrated 10 years there, and I'm sure, um, you know, you'll you'll do whatever you want, you know, from here on out. Make your own path. So, um, along the way, so 2009, that it's probably right around the time you got into, you know, your your avenue for fitness. Yeah. So I think I started CrossFit in my first workout was half of Murph. Yeah. First um, workout, huh? Yeah. Right. Mm. No? Mine there was Murph. Mine was Murph. You did the full yeah. thing? Um, prior, in 2010. Prior to that, was that, um, did you have, like, fitness was background? Was I fit? No. Well, <laughs> none of us were. Uh, <laughs> did you have a fitness background growing up? Is um, it? So I played some sports. I played volleyball. I played softball. I cheered. I danced. Um, at the time, actually, talk about like fitness just being such a huge part of life it was actually the thing that I looked forward to when I was going through treatment Mm. so I arranged my treatment schedule around extracurricular activities that we were playing so I would do um, flag flag football on the day that I got chemo because they pump you full of steroids, so you feel great for a couple of days. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like crash over. They weren't, the they weren't day, drug testing on the flight football. No, like, no. Okay, good. <laughs> and then on uh, the next day, we would play co-ed softball. And then after that, I would like lay on the couch for a couple of days. Mm. But, wow. Yeah. Um, so then you found, so about 2010, so you, you find, how do you find CrossFit then? So my husband, who has never done CrossFit. Yep. Actually, I know you've been trying to get him. We, well, I stopped. We, it was about a year or two that I tried really hard, yeah. and then I was like, this is my thing, so yeah. thank you for not participating. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he actually, because I was trying to figure out, like, what do I want to do? I always wanted to, like, be involved in something, belong to the gym, whatever. And he showed me a picture of um, Sue, actually, and I always say her last name incorrectly. Yeah. Lotus Offer. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean. Yep. She's just a doll. I uh, delight. She, she and did. I she did our weightlifting meet. And I, yeah. I asked her like four times, and I still got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. So Sue, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. But it was an amazing picture of her doing an L pull up, or a video, or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And I was like, I want to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, What, what kind of gig does she have? Sure. Um, so then it was CrossFit, and so I was like, All right, CrossFit it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's what, yeah, it's, I don't really hear that that often. I just, I just got inspired by someone else seeing them, you know? Mm-hmm. Usually it's like, yeah, I, a friend drug me there and I really enjoyed yeah, I it. I mean, it's the idea of a challenge. Like, if she could do that, I want to be able to do that. Like, yeah. at that point, I was, I don't think I'd ever done a pull-up in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
it was just more of what needs to happen. Were in you order to be were able you living at Fort Thomas that, at that point too? No, uh, we were living in Florence. Florence, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now was again that that kind of primordial ooze of, of where most of us who are who are still doing it yeah. kind of started because there was only a couple choices back then. Yes. You know, it's <laughs> not only that like many three, three choices. Um, so obviously, there the, a passion and a love for it kind of developed. I mean, because it's it's been eight years now, and then a hate, and then a love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, Accurate. So, what what for? What was it for you that you found so that makes you want to stick with something for this long? I, I think it's honestly been all of the different um, seasons of CrossFit for me. To be honest, it took a long time for me to figure out what is the role of CrossFit in my life. Because I think in general, I don't necessarily like want to do things that I can't win. Mm -hmm. Most people don't. Ooh, yeah, that's a good it's, re it's, it's really it's really tough to I'm, take a step back and say I'm not the best at this. I'm the same way. It's it was very difficult for me. Like, and I actually have had this conversation with Jared. Um, you know, because again, we were always very. Uh, mostly those guys were very very competitive and successful, yeah. and I was always usually the best player on the teams. So to say, like growing up in football mm -hmm. and baseball and and, and uh, basketball, and I'm not necessarily the best, but one of the best. And finding CrossFit was just such a humbling experience. Whenever, you know, I tell this story a lot, I could literally walk into the CrossFit gym, I could back squat 405, and I could not overhead squat the barbell. Oh, wow. And it was the most humbling thing I've ever Quite done. Humility, yeah. You know, it was just like, oh, you pick up a basketball, I can do that. Pick up a football, baseball. And for whatever reason, I stuck with it. <laughs> and it was just one of those things. But yeah, I love how you just put that, understand the role that CrossFit kind of played in your life. For me, it was kind of a form of escapism for sure, because I was kind of on the corporate grind whenever I found it. Yeah. And it was just obviously the community, mm -hmm. you know, the people around you. And I've never had that before, working out before, where you're literally trying to grind through something. It's it, you didn't get that in college when you were writing a paper at you know one o'clock in the morning like there wasn't a team all of a sudden yeah, that appeared yeah, yeah. like come yeah, on Mark come on it. double space it just get done make um, that conclusion <laughs> you got this but in all seriousness like I've never never experienced that because I was going to Urban Active with my headphones on and my hood up doing the bench press and the bicep curls and yeah I had a workout partner but it wasn't anything like CrossFit so yeah I just I'm still. It still fits in different areas mm -hmm. of my life, but I know without a doubt I can say that it's a stress relief and it's an engagement in the community. And whenever, whenever I heard you say like flag football and softball, I'm like, wow, she beat that by just staying engaged in the community totally. and having fun. Yeah. And that's what CrossFit, you know, it's, yeah, it's so much more. Yeah. Sorry. No, I mean, that's the truth though. And I think like I went through a period, so I did CrossFit for a while and then got pregnant with our son, had our son, came back to CrossFit. Like, it's, you know, the day it was okay to do right. so. Um, and when I came back, it was, okay, I, like, want to try to be competitive. And this was early enough on that, like, mm -hmm. CrossFitters that were competitive. And by competitive, I don't mean, like, go to the games. But I mean, mm -hmm. like, be really good around here. Yeah. Um, you didn't have to be a professional CrossFitter yeah. to be able to right. do that. Yeah. And, um, and I couldn't. Like, I had a baby at home and a family and a more than full-time job and it just wasn't in the cards for the the choices that I was willing to make sure. and that's what it comes down to is what are the choices that you're willing mm -hmm. to make and that wasn't one of them and so 
I had to pull myself away from the competition aspect of CrossFit very deliberately. And so no more local competitions, like mm-hmm. no more open. Like it was for probably two or three years. I don't know that I loved CrossFit. Mm. I did it because it, it was a good workout. Yeah, fitness wise, yeah. And the community, like it's mm-hmm. fun. My mm-hmm. friends are here, but I don't know that I actually loved the sport of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until after that, until I got myself out of that, when I identified like what it really is the role of CrossFit in my life. Like the role is community. The role is a good workout. The, the role is trying new things yeah. and seeing, still seeing what's possible, but just on a different level. Sure, your aha moment, your perspective, your, mm-hmm. you know, your, your paradigm shift, you know, as we're reading the mm-hmm. book, where it's like starting to figure out that, that that reason you may not have loved it at one point is actually what you enjoy about it now. Yes. You know, and that's yes. the big shift. And the same, honestly, same thing for me. It's like this is not, uh, it's obviously a young man's game. I'm well past any any prime that yeah. I may have ever <laughs> possibly been in. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but I think your goal shift, you know, yeah. and it's just like in life. Like all of a sudden your job that maybe you thought like, I want to be vice president of P&G. And then whenever you realize you're like, I'm 10 years in, I'm like, oh, I don't know, I'm about to be the vice president. Yeah. You know, but... If this job can serve as a tool to provide for my family, and yeah, you know, maybe, um, maybe I sacrifice income for work-life balance or whatever it is. You yeah. know, it's finding that that tool in your life. And it's like that's what CrossFit is. You know, it's like for me, it's you know, again, it evolved from maybe working out two, three hours to working out four hours a week. You know, just to get it yeah. in and you know work out and still try to look good and feel good and engage with the community. So I think it's just your goal, you know, your, yeah. your goals change. What, um, so you took, did you take off your entire pregnancy? No, I worked out my entire pregnancy. That's okay. great. So I, I mean, remember. I was really fortunate that it was um, like pretty straightforward and simple. And I remember being at NKY and somebody was like, you're still here? Like, when are you having this baby? And I was yeah. like, oh, my due date was last Sunday. It was, <laughs> I mean, he was almost two weeks late. And after wow. so 41 weeks, I was like, all right, guys, I'm done. Like, <laughs> I, I'm out of here. Because I thought, if I keep doing this, like... Yeah. <laughs> you'll, be given, you'll be in labor at the gym. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what was it? I mean, what's that like? What's, what's working out while pregnant like? Honestly... It was, um, I really enjoyed it because you guys know I don't have the greatest cardio and so it was like an excuse to go slow. (laughs) (laughs) Like this is perfect. This is what I've been waiting for. I could still do like all the pull-ups and all the thrusters, but I was like, I just had to do it slowly. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, What, any sort of challenges that kind of arose that you didn't really expect you can remember? You know what, I think honestly, um, like mass moves mass, right? So you kind of get stronger a little bit when yep. you're pregnant, but like you shouldn't really be stronger. Like you shouldn't be lifting sure. more. So that was the thing that I, I had to like pay more attention to was like how much weight am I actually lifting and how much should I be lifting? And right. just like being conscious of that because when it feels... Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just being responsible in that. Yeah. Because we, you know, and obviously um, I'm pretty sure we can't have kids. I don't think they've gotten there just yet as mm. far as... Still course. working on it. No, still working on People it. Right. Um, um, but we, we've gone through, I don't know, two, three dozen pregnancies probably at this point yeah. in our careers and just watched... Um, women react differently depending on the first kid or second kid yeah. you know we've been fortunate enough to see that you know it's like oh you you're on your third child with us like yeah, it's pretty crazy it's amazing. um 
and some people will, someone will go through and they'll, they'll be completely fine and it won't be anything different in, in their day to day. And other people they'll get, you know, first trimester, they're done for, totally. the, you know, um, you know what I, there was, I worked on Pampers at the time at PNG and they posted a picture of me doing pull-ups and a weighted vest at like, I don't know, eight months pregnant. Right. And it was like, like, what are you doing? Kind of like right. stay active or whatever. Right. And my husband still like posts this picture to this day because he thinks it's so cool. It's probably like the best picture of me ever. Um, but there was a ton of backlash. I'm sure. Like people mm. saying that it's irresponsible and all of these things that can oh, happen. Yeah. And what they don't know is like, I've been doing that. It's not. Yeah. For... It's not. It's not like. It's not like you're eight months pregnant. And they're like, all right, lady, get up there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, first um, time ever. But the whole point was like, you do you. Yeah, right. right. Like, if you want to do pull-ups in a weighted vest when you're eight months pregnant, do it. If you want to sit on the couch and watch TV, do it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah there's not um, uh, and a definite right or wrong um, when it comes to because everything's going to be different. Some people just physically do not. You can't. Feel, yeah, and sometimes you can't. Yeah. Like you're not allowed to. You're right. Not allowed exactly. to get out of bed sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. You can control that. Yeah, hundred percent. And to your point, like you have to be able to um, take a step back and realize that. Oh, she's probably been doing this. Like I, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about, but be on the keyboard. I'm yeah. gonna tell her that she shouldn't be. You know, I um, think that's the state in like any aspect of life. Though you have to constantly be reevaluating. Like probably, I don't know, five, six years ago, I stopped doing kipping handstand push-ups. Yeah. Because I was like, why do I want to crash on my head? Right. So I taught myself and built the strength to be able to do them strict and like. Sure, my Diane time is probably like mm -hmm. I don't know, ten minutes or eight I, I minutes. I realized that I don't ever have to do Diane again. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. Everything's like, optional. Like it's one of those things that, like, okay. I, I, you know, I, I've got hip issues, one leg shorter than the other, all the blah 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 blah. Um, apparently, I have a fractured vertebrae somewhere that oh, happened geez. in the last ten years. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like I don't have to do that to be fit. Yeah, you know, you can, there's other things that you can do. That's Just right. because that, that that workout says denotes that this is what the workout is, you do not have to exactly go that's by that so to be fit. That's uh, and that's a realization. It's it's yeah. a, it's an you figure that out as you get older. Yeah, you right. know. But I think it's one of those things that um, as you progress and figure out yourself and figure out what your goals are, those things become less and less important. You know. Um, so now. Uh, it's four, four sons, four. Is that right? He's six. Six. That's yeah, six. he'll That's be right. seven in October. Um, so, um, it's crazy. I know. What What's that like as far as having a job that is pretty demanding and having a family and still finding time for these extracurricular and, and fitness activities? Gosh, it's so fun. Is like, it good? It's it good. So it should fun. be. I I just like don't want to do things that I don't enjoy, so I try not to like even if that's at work where like some things have mm. to be a certain way but I, I like I try I try not to I you know in mm -hmm. any aspect of life so if it's in the gym and it's like I really hate this workout and I want to do something that I feel like is going to give me a better workout to your point then I do it yeah mm. and yeah, it's a that's a great microcosm of life yeah you know? that's awesome and yeah. with my son like he is a ball of energy and so this gives me some energy to you know kind of maintain sure. and keep up with him and and right now it's like we can go out and ride bikes for 10 miles or we he wants to he's been into like rock climbing he wants to go rock climbing like i can pretty much watching, climb whatever you know yeah. like watching kids climb like i've been to rock quest and climb mm -hmm. time 
it's so frustrating watching like a 10 year old just Zip up. Just, just, just spider monkeys up the wall and I'm like I get to the top and I'm like oh man my fear of heights is kicking yeah. like or you know obviously they're just made of rubber so it doesn't matter they can fall without <laughs> without a belay and be completely fine but um, when does he get to see like like ooh mommy is doing all this crazy stuff oh, so yeah. is he like want to be a part of that yeah so we do CrossFit kids when he's not in you know playing sports mm-hmm. so he is signed up for a few team sports and if the schedules aren't conflicting then we definitely send him and, and he loves it like when I did um, the meet here with mm-hmm. y'all that was um, it was so fun by the way nice. oh my gosh I had a blast good yeah um, fun. I might I might do your next one actually that um, would be even more fun yeah <laughs> yeah um, but you know he watched the video and he uh, yeah. it, it shows him like not only that I'm strong, but like that women are strong. Right. And I think that there's a really cool message behind that. Like, yeah, I can have a really cool job and I can also try to be a really good mom and wife. You know, I think those are things that I'm always like working on. Um, and I can be strong and kind of have my own activities and my own things too. And we can still do this whole family thing together. And I think like that to me, success is like, trying new things all the time Mm. and if i i feel like if you constantly stay curious and you're always trying new things then you're always learning and you're learning new things or you're learning things about yourself or you're learning what works for your family and like that's the place that i want to be yeah and equally equally as important that's good stuff equally as important you're learning things that you don't like that's right you know like you just truly don't know it's like the especially with kids like i don't like broccoli have you ever had it no (laughs) i feel like that's what I, i feel like honestly that's what school should be yeah for especially high school like, yeah let's get these kids like trying different things in like real world practical applications you know scenarios and like see what they like yeah and even even you know at least at college you know, like especially if if you're like going undeclared or you know whatever it is instead of taking all these crappy mm-hmm. like core requirement i'm gonna say crappy but you know like this bs like core requirement type stuff like i don't need a freshman experience class you know get them into some practical application places but that that's to, to your point like that's why i really like crossfit you know and, and again it was a choice yeah. like after i was like well i can't overhead squat the bar i could have been like well screw this i'm gonna go back to doing what i'm really good yeah. at well you know but uh, with crossfit and that's real quick that's why i love watching the crossfit games yeah because it's like say. holy crap they're walking on their hands now up and down stairs and over parallel bar oh so they're they're literally showing you all these like new stuff it's, and guess it's what? You can con- still modify constantly it. Constantly yeah, evolving. Const- constantly varied. Yeah, yeah. By definition. Literally. Yeah. Literally. By definition. Varied. There's a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck, which changed my life. Like, mm. changed the way I live, changed the way I parent, changed the way I think about work. And it says exactly that. It's like mm. you can have the growth mindset, which means your intelligence or your ability is not mm. fixed. And so how good you can be at something does, is not determined by how good you are at it today. Mm-hmm. Um, but the opposite of that is the fixed mindset, which says, like, what I have is all I have. And so mm-hmm. you're born with how smart you are. Your athletic ability is only determined by what you have at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like they've done studies on kids that show that they coach kids with a growth mindset. And so they're, they're coached to say that you tried hard and you worked hard and mm-hmm. you had good effort. 
And when they do that, the kids will take more on. Mm. They're up for bigger challenges. They're open to trying new things because their identity becomes, I'm a hard worker yeah. and I'll try anything. Not, yeah. not that I'm talented at this one. Or I'm or, smart. Yeah, and exactly. so when your identity comes into question, when you're smart or talented, you're like, I don't know. Mm. I don't want to, you know. It's abundance for, for scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. Abundance mentality. No, that 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 is uh, very huge, and we're almost done with our book, so we're looking for another book to read. Oh, it's yeah. so it's such yeah. an easy read, yeah. and it, it literally changed my life. That's awesome. awesome. We'll check, definitely check that I think out. That's, that's one. That's the whole thing, just to not like understate. Books can change your life. <laughs> you know, like it really is. I mean, like in a, in a in a world where we're constantly scrolling through our phones, I think that's one of the most underrated things. Is just picking up a book. Or just having some quiet time, because yeah. whenever you talk, we, like we've said goals like five different times, it's very rarely are you scrolling through and you're like, oh, this quote, that's my new goal. Yeah. You know, it's 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 usually just hashtag like, relationship goals. That's yeah. the only one I see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's but it's true. I mean, you are, um, we're being conditioned to uh, just well, take in these little microcosms that are not really well, real and, life and maybe even to a bigger detriment, like go beyond that and criticize. Yeah. You know, like you said on the on the computer, like um, the, forget what the example was, but someone was commenting, oh, the, the pull-up thing, you said, mm. like someone's like, oh, I can't believe she's mm -hmm. doing that. Like, who the hell are you? Like, be the judge of that. Right. So anyway, yeah, but I, th I love that. I love the the growth mindset. You know, that's one of the yeah. things we're, we're constantly doing here. And that's one of the biggest reasons why we reach out to other gyms. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, it's just like, and I don't think it's, maybe it's not by design, maybe it's just what our observation, but it's just like, I feel like a lot of, especially CrossFit gym owners are like, you know, it's like holding everything very close to the vest and like we try and be as, as open of a book as possible. Oh my gosh. You know? And the first thing we say is we don't know everything. <laughs> we, that's that's right. obvious. Yeah. I mean, if it it's is. not obvious, it's wildly obvious. But again, you look at, we're in an industry that's really only been around for not even 20 years yeah. as far as from you know, global branding and stuff. Yeah, so exactly. everyone's still kind of figuring it out. But that, but the point being is like, if, if, um, when we had Brie on here, her, her very first CrossFit experience was in DC, Washington DC. And little did that guy know that the reason she's such a great member and such a, you know, a great part of this community is because of what he did. So the opposite um. side of that is if he, she had a bad experience, should be here bad, you know, bashing CrossFit, right. you know? So it's like, we have to be in this abundance mentality that we all benefit. We're or, ambassadors. Of yeah, the or we can all deter from each other's business, you know? And yeah. we really want to be able to promote what everyone does mm -hmm. because it's the, the better we all do, the better we all do. Mm -hmm. And that is so true because I, one of the things that I was gonna tell you guys was that as a marketing nerd, the brand that you guys are building is pretty incredible. Mm. Um, and so I, it's one of my favorite things to see just like not the growth of CrossFit, but the growth of the people that I know within CrossFit, mm -hmm. you know, to see the growth of coaches and to see the growth of your businesses and your brands like that is amazing to see the growth of like relationships and families, like even to hear Greg Glassman talk about CrossFit as not being a fitness brand, but a health brand mm -hmm. and the direction that they're going with like all of the physicians like yeah melanie proctor yeah, out there just, yes. we just had one of our physicians yeah. oh uh, really she's gone well she's she's heading out there she's telling me about it the other day i mean what an incredible opportunity yeah. that is that's mine that's crazy mm -hmm. so amazing we'll definitely have to have her on high tides all ships rise that's, that's one of the right. best ones 
That's right. So that's good. I love it. Uh, so almost 10 years in CrossFit, 10 years of your job, six year old, like what's going, what's next for you? So you've done the weightlifting meet, you've gotten yeah. your feet wet into a different sport, you know kind what? of the same, but very different at the same it, time. It's different. Um, mm-hmm. So actually this, the reason that I did the Olympic lifting meet with y'all a few months ago was because at the beginning of the year, um, we kind of did like some family goal setting type stuff and That's great. I had to pick something that um, scared me mm. and that was my thing. So That's Olympic great. weightlifting meet oh, no, was your the love, thing your love that for scared the snatch. me. You've, you've, snatch. Yeah. What I do not love is competing. I mean, I love competing, but not winning. Yeah. Um, what I and what I also realize that I do not love is Olympic lifting. Mm. Like I love to do it in the context of CrossFit mm-hmm. or once or twice a week in terms of strength training. But to do it five days a week with mm-hmm. that level of volume, I was yeah, just like, a, no, I miss yeah. laying on the floor because I'm out of breath. It's you know, like, I miss yeah. this. Yeah. Um, so the, when what I the other thing that I learned in all of this was, to your point, I, I forget who said it, but it's the CrossFit is the only time of day that my brain turns off. Mm. So I'm just like in survival mode and I'm trying to get through the workout and there's no thinking, you know, I'm not thinking at all. And so that is like cathartic and it's mm. a release and it's a meditation almost. Sure. But, and I feel refreshed after the workout, but walking away from, you know, two hours of uh, an Olympic lifting, like the training for it, and I'm mentally exhausted and physically exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like there's no peace in my mind because I'm thinking about all the cues and all, you know, like I'm just like, wow, I'm crazy in there. Yeah, it's different. Uh, but I will say, uh, and on, this is just on a personal note, um, that meditative kind of oneness, like within yourself, that is what weightlifting has become for me. Mm. It really has because it's just, it is something that, um, you know, there's a lot of visualization and, you know, watching the lift in your mind before you actually do it and taking the time um, to really calm yourself down before you go for a maximal attempt or whatever mm-hmm. it is, uh, is definitely, it's something that I really enjoy that I actually don't feel like I get as much from CrossFit anymore. Mm-hmm. I use it, I use CrossFit as like this kind of tool and it's almost like a, a check, okay, I can still, I'm still there. I can still do that. Like I haven't lost that completely, but um, it's been it's been uh, I don't know meditative as I think is a really good word for it. I mean, there's and there's days it's like a, it's very much like life where um, you're some days you feel great and things are, are working smoothly, but then you pick up the bar and everything goes crap, and then vice versa. And mm-hmm. it's like you just have to take the good with the bad and know that. Um, and, and a lot of that training, there's going to be a lot of bad days right in a row, and there'll be a good one here, too, and there. And <laughs> you just take them when they can, when they come. Yeah. Um, so you did a meet, and then I mean, what yeah, else? So what that, else? So honestly, I've been kind of going back to basics. Yeah. Um, so I've been working on just like building a ton of core strength. So I realized I learned a lot actually by doing this meet. So I just talked mm-hmm. about a couple of things, but physically, I learned that my back is really weak, mm-hmm. um, and I think that. I have a physical max of all of my lifts, so like the number of pounds that I have lifted, but it's because it's limited by like a mental, I will not go past this like certain number. And that just is because I love it so much and like because I want to keep doing it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to think like how, how could I balance that? Like how could I maybe like push that number a little bit higher but still stay safe? 
And so what I've been focusing more on is like building core. So a lot of back work, a lot of like chest, whatever, core. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Like one, maybe, one I'll, things, maybe I'll decide to push the limit yeah. in the next one. One of the one. things that, that I like, um, that I like to, because I get, I get that from some people, is looking at it as hitting those higher percentages consistently. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're that one rep may not go up, mm-hmm. but if you can hit that 85, 90, and 95% consistently, you're improving, mm-hmm. you know, or you're feeling comfortable with it. It's not a shot in the dark where you just throw something overhead and yeah. you clean it and you just happen to jerk it. And it's like, no, if I can confidently hit those numbers, you know, if that number stays there, it, it is what it is, but I can consistently hit those other it's ones. It's so true because the numbers that I hit in the meet were 90 and 90, 97 or something, yeah. and I could hit them in a, like mm-hmm. literally right. every day. Yeah. Maybe not literally, but probably pretty cool. yeah, pretty, 90%. Pretty yeah. regularly. One yeah. of the things I'm just personally curious, just because I heard you say it a couple of times, how do you win without winning? Is that like something that you cognizantly like think of? Yeah. Is that like... Uh-huh. All right, I'm just going to get my back, you know, stronger. I, yeah, I set, like, kind of, like, it's not, they're not even, like, smaller goals. Sometimes they're goals to, like, accomplish a thing. Uh-huh. But, like, it was a meet versus winning. Right. Like, yeah. to do yeah, it. Yeah, doing that, yeah. Um, so that's one thing. I think also it's identifying something that I want to do and sticking with it. Uh-huh. So I have in my mind that the next thing that I want to try to accomplish is, um, like being the type of person that doesn't hit snooze. Yeah. So like I snooze. Ooh. Let's do that. Um, Let's do that. So like, Seriously. I don't know. I'm the same way. 30 days of no snoozing. Well, yeah. what it's, happens. It's, fun, it's funny you say that. Uh, Mr. McCain, I actually will be posting his blog for tomorrow, but he did for 30 days, ran a mile every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and piggybacking off I that. Hate I hate running. Piggybacking oh, off that, I decided to do my 100 burpees <laughs> for, uh, for 30 days. Did and you love it? I, I feel like you would love that. They're not bad mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm continuing. go. You would con- enjoy that. Conti- continue, <laughs> continuing on until the wedding day. So we're on day 30, 35. Um, but um, I know Chris is doing 100 squats. The point is, is, and Mark put it best, is why am I doing this? Because I don't want to. Mm. Yes. Oh my gosh, I know, love that. And so now I'm doing 30 days of cold showers. Cold showers. <laughs> yeah. Cold shower. But but again, it's like in and you know, I think as we continue on these, it'll they'll extrapolate into maybe non physical things and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But but there there's something to be said about just constantly it's just thirty days. Because it's like it starts out and you're like day ten, you're like, God, so awful. And then like I remember, you know, checking the date and it was like, Oh, day twenty five, like it's mm-hmm. yeah. bad. You know? But, but that's kinda why I brought that up, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Um that's how I was, uh, that's kind of what it's become. And, and, and if you get a chance to look at the blog, how it started or whatever, I was just listening to a podcast and got motivated. But that's kind of how I'm winning without winning. Yeah. Mark's, Mark's just, not running four minute miles. Doing, no, I, you know? <laughs> no, 100% no. Yeah, not, never. <laughs> never. Uh, yeah, that's funny. But, you know, I even said that in the blog. Like, I didn't time myself every day. Mm-hmm. It was just go out and push yourself, though. And there was days where my body was like, you can't do this. Yes. And it's just do it. Just do it. How many, it, how many it times? It was always less than 10 minutes. Oh, I love that. And it was just like, you have 10 minutes. You have 10 get minutes. Get your ass off the couch and go. How many times did you do it at night? Quite a few. Yeah. Quite a there, few. There's been multiple yeah. times where I was, I'd be sitting at the, was, my table and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta do 
you burpees. And, and in your back of your mind, you say, no one, not one person would know if you did them or not. Uh-huh. Not one person would but, know. But you would. But I would. And, and that fucks can, me. Yeah. And so it's so like. There was, there was one night we literally went to the Reds game and I, my schedule was nonstop all day. And I thought I was going to have time before the game to go run. And I literally got home. My wife's like, we got to go. I'm like, I haven't run yet. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, we're going. I'm, I'm going to run after the game. And then it got rain delayed. And it was like going later and later and later. And it was like fireworks Friday. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to like leave the game and go run. But that's how like, and it was like day like 28. You know, so I was in it a couple days away. So I'm, but in my mind, though, I'm like, this is how I went. I will not like you. I will run with two broken legs. I don't give a shit. Like I will get this done. And you know what? It's not like this blog's gonna go viral or anyone's really gonna know about it but I'll tell you what it's done it's built my character up that whenever I'm doing this workout today I just did a little bit ago with the 800 meter run and before I might be like oh man this is gonna blow like 800 meter run and then we do a small stuff and then I'll 800 meter run I'm like I just ran a mile for 30 days like I can run 800 meters my, you know right. backwards so I think these little wins and like you're saying like all these experiences whether you realize it or not, yeah. it's almost subconsciously, they become this huge win for your son, for your husband, for your family. And then all of a sudden, like, you don't know when it's gonna happen, but you're gonna come in that, to that day where it's like, all right, we need a volunteer. And your son just like walks right up and you're like, oh my God, he's fearless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or whatever whatever it is. Or he has the character behind it. Yeah. Because it's, it's 100% character it. building. Mm. You see it. And you like, I try to teach these tiny little lessons and I already see it in him and he's six. We were at the pool the other day, and um, so we just finished like swimming season, and he cool. did really well. Awesome. And he, they aren't taught how to brush stroke at six. They don't teach that mm-hmm. until seven. I'm 33. I couldn't. Do yeah, that. I couldn't do it either. <laughs> um, but he was telling me that he could do it, and I was like, "Show me." And he said, "No." He's like, "I don't want to do it. I don't think I can make it the whole way across the pool." And mm-hmm. so, like, we talked about it or whatever. And so I bribed him, like full disclosure but I was yeah. like if you try it uh-huh. then you know whatever the reward was and he did it and he was like so nervous but then afterwards he talked about it like I was scared but I tried it anyway mm-hmm. and you see that in them that's and they're so cool like live your yeah. life like that if you can keep that yeah mm-hmm. I love that's it great. Um, that's great I'm drenched in sweat I know Mark is as well <laughs> I was sweating going about an hour here. I keep like tossing uh, my hair around I don't know. <laughs> well, it just runs down though. Like there's nothing to hide it. Maybe uh, we need to ask for sponsors so we can get the upstairs air conditioned. So if you want to sponsor this podcast, please yeah. <laughs> sponsor this podcast. Buy us a new building. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've we've been we've kind of changed up the uh, last question here, and you actually touched on it a little bit, and maybe just extrapolate on um, what your definition of success is. Oh yeah, because it was fitness, right? It was, was fitness. Yeah. yeah. What is my definition of success? I, yeah, you're right. I think I I did touch on it, but. If I can not be in the same place tomorrow as I am today, I think that's success. Mm. I think it's always like learning and growing something. If I'm always seeking something out, if I'm being curious, like stay curious, try new things. And that's what it comes down to for me. And that's kind of like been my mantra for me personally, personally and then also trying to instill that like in my family and then like our team at work and just like the people that are near me and I feel like if I can get more and more and more of that then like like I said like that's just that's the zone that I want to live in I love it I love your energy it's awesome 
It's yeah. definitely infectious, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Oh, Get me all hyped up here. Um, well, thank you very much thank for stopping you. down. Thank you. This was yeah. so fun. It was yeah, great, great to catch Appreciate up with you guys. It. Absolutely. Uh, thank you all for listening to Triumph Every Day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and everywhere your favorite podcasts are found. You can find us on triumphstrength.net, on Instagram at triumphstrength, and Facebook at facebook.com slash triumphstrength. See you guys next week. Thanks.